more later on, but man, I was like in your seats, not literally, but I was in your seats as a college student when I heard, first heard about the summer trip thing. And for me, like, all I ever thought about missions was like, you go to this country and you like paint this house that like a ton of people have painted, but you're just going to like paint it into a new color or like you go somewhere and like you help feed people. And, like, that's awesome. But I was like, that's just like not me. Like someone should do that. I, I just don't think I'm that person that, that's going to do that. And I first heard about these, these summer trips, about actually going places and meeting people and befriending people and sharing your life and, and Jesus with them. And for me at first it was like, man, that sounds like a really cool adventure. Um, I just want to go somewhere new. I want to travel. Like, that sounds really awesome. And, and literally, that was kind of like my drive of going. And as I'm like in the process of, of going to this trip, when I got there, like, it like just changed everything, like literally changed my life. Like, it changed the trajectory of my life. And the biggest part, apart from like literally what I actually do for a living, was that it put me in this path where I began to see that like living for Jesus is so much more than just like myself, what I do. But it's about this like redeeming of the entire world and that Jesus is in, was inviting me to be a part of that, that I literally had just completely missed out before that. And so if you're just like hesitating, you don't know what that's going to be about, if it's worth it, like, man, it's, it's so worth it. Like come to this interest meeting, just hear about it. it. It's so worth it. Like I'm really glad at one point in my life someone just like invited me into that. And, and I just took a risk, you know, it cost me something, but it was so worth it. So anyways, today... Um, we're going to continue in a series of parables. And uh, another question I have for you guys is like, man, have you ever like misunderstood someone's words to you? And it really like, it was, it just tragically went wrong because of it. Um, so I got a little video to show you guys about that. I'm really nervous. I don't know what I should wear. Just wear something not too crazy. Remember, it's a business dinner, not a costume party. On the Spotty Network, this is what she heard. Just wear something crazy. Remember, it's a costume party. Costume party? Yes. Don't trust first impressions to just any network. Go. Also, don't get T-Mobile. Whatever they're telling you, it's the opposite. If anybody has T-Mobile out there, amen to that. Am I right? So I, I love this commercial. It's hilarious to me, right? Because, like, her misunderstanding this message made, made for a really awkward situation in her life. So I think it's, it's just it's such an important thing, right, to, like, properly receive what, what the messenger is trying to say and what, what their message is. And if you look through the Bible, like, it, it won't take long, but if you just open up your Bible, it's actually really quickly and easily to see that, like, Jesus really cared about people properly understanding and receiving his message, right? Many times people would come up to him. Um, there's a guy that came up to him. He's like, Jesus, like, I want to follow you, like, wherever you're going, like, whatever you want. Like, I want to follow you. I heard your message. Like, I'm ready, right? And Jesus would respond to him and say, like, man, I, I don't know if you actually understand what it means to follow me. Because actually, if you follow me, like, if you see the foxes, they, they have holes where they live. You see the birds, they have nests. But if you follow me, like, you're actually not even going to have that type of security in your life. There's other people who come to Jesus like, Jesus, I'm, like, ready to follow you. I heard your message. I'm, like, receiving it. Just, like, I got some business to handle first, and then I'm going to come follow you. And Jesus would clear it up, right? He says, I don't, I don't think you actually, like, really heard what my message was. Because if you heard it and received it rightly that's not what you would be worrying about. Like, you would be ready to actually like, take up and go and come with me. And as Jesus has been, you know, starting his ministry, he has been gaining followers. And in the story that we're going to read today, 
It says that there's so many people that want to hear what he's saying that he has to, like, get on a boat just so that people can, like, literally see him and hear him. So there's, like, a large crowd that's, like, gathering around Jesus. And as he looks in this crowd, he's going to tell this story because he really wants this group that's hearing his message to, like, really receive and understand what he is saying. He doesn't want them to walk away misunderstanding his message. He really wants them to get what he's trying to say. And in today's story, I think Jesus is telling this because, one, I think he wants to encourage people that when he sends out his message, if the message is missed or misunderstood, it's not because the messenger was wrong, it's not because the message was wrong, but it's actually because the message was received wrongly by the receiver. And so he's going to tell us in his parable, and if you've been with us, like, this is what we're doing, right? And a parable is just, it's seeking to, like, explain a spiritual truth in a more clear way with some tangible things. And so the one today, it's going to involve, like, soil and grounds and things sprouting up. And so if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and go to Matthew 13. And what we're going to do is we're going to read verses 1 through 9, but we're also going to read verses 18 to 23. One really cool thing I love about this parable is, like, you ever read something in the Bible, and you're reading it, and you're like, man, I have don't really know what this means, and you could definitely, like, look up, and there's, like, awesome people out there, super wise, and they'll be like, hey, like, this is, this is pretty, pretty much what this means, and this is what it means in this. What I love about this one is that the disciples came back. He tells this story, and they're like, we don't know what you mean by this. You know, he's like, all right, I'll explain it to you. We literally get, like, Jesus' interpretation of his own, of his own message, and so we'll start in Matthew chapter 13. We'll start in verse 1, and it says, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose... They were scorched. And since they had no root, they were withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And then you can go down to verse uh, 18, and this is Jesus explaining what he just said. Um, He says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This, was what, this is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a, for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he fell away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is God's word. And see, in this parable, we, we, we see four different elements, right? We, we see the sower that's meant to represent Jesus. We see the seed that's meant, meant to represent his message of the kingdom of God. 
We see the soil that's meant to represent the human heart, and we see the growth that's meant to represent different responses to the message of God's kingdom. And the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about the seed, and then we're kind of going to go into these soils and, and what that means. So when you think about a seed, right, Jesus says the message of his kingdom is like a seed, that the message is going to change the entire world, that the message that he came to bring, he says, is like a seed. Right? And you guys have seen a seed, right? It's like, it's really small. And he's saying, hey, the message is going to change everything. He's like, it's like this. And like, can you imagine his disciples like, what do you mean? Like the, the smallest, like that, this is going to like change the kingdom of God? He says, yeah, like, the message of the kingdom is like a seed. And when you look at a seed, right, it seems like weak. It's, it, it seems like vulnerable. Um, it could seem underwhelming. And what's, what's this message that Jesus represents by seeds? Like, what is the message of the kingdom of God? And the message of the kingdom of God is that Jesus has come down from heaven to restore the world and the people that he created. And how is he going to do that? Jesus' message is that He's going to restore the kingdom by being tortured, killed, and by resurrecting. And that, and that people can join this kingdom, right, by dying to themselves, by losing their lives, and following Jesus in his way of life. And what kind of life is that? What kind of life models after Jesus' life? And it's a life that says that to be first you actually have to be last. That, that true power is found by serving. That, that true richness actually comes by giving. And I don't know about you guys, but if, like, if I was trying to start like a revolution or if I was like trying to change the world, like that wouldn't be my strategy, right? Like let's go and take over by surrendering. It's like, I don't think you know how taking over works, right? Like that doesn't add up. Like even if you think about throughout history, like, when kingdoms came to take over, when kingdoms like expanded, you think about Alexander the Great, like when he came into a town, it was like you were either with him and you were alive or like you were without him and like, you were dead. Like there's no other choice, right? You think about Napoleon, like it was like I'm just gonna go and try to like dominate and take over everything. It's like my way or you're dead, right? Or you think of like Lord Farquaad, right? Like when he goes and he wants to take over something, he's like, he's not cutting deals, right? He's like ready to like, all right, this is my way. This is how we're going to do it. But when you think about Jesus and he's talking about his kingdom, it, he's, he doesn't want to bring about a kingdom that's about just like outward compliance by force. Like Jesus is saying that his kingdom is brought about just by receiving his message, that when we receive his message, that that's actually going to change us from the inside out. And he says, not just us, like this message of like surrender, this is actually how the whole world is going to be changed. Because if you think of a seed, like how does a seed bring about change like in like the physical world, right? Is, is this like internal, organic, kind of like gradual and it gently like transforms something? Like if you take a seed and you plant it in an open field with the right soil, like if it's like a tree seed, I don't, I don't know, like oak tree, right? Like if you go plant it in a, in a field and you plant it in the right soil, it's eventually going to grow into this big old tree, right? And then that big old tree is eventually going to like bear fruit and it's going to like make more trees. 
And eventually this like really small seed can transform like an entire open field into like a huge forest. And Jesus is saying, yeah, like that's what my message is like. That, that's what the kingdom of God is like. But, but for this change to happen, like the em- environment that it falls on, like the type of listener determines really the outcome of it. And Jesus again tells us in his parable that there's four different ways that his message, that this message of the kingdom of God, that this seed can be received. Right? And the first way, he says, it can be received with a hard heart. So if you've got your Bible or your phone, we're going to be like jumping in, so just keep it ready. Um, let's go down to verse 4. So in verse 4, he says, And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and birds came and devoured them. And then his explanation is in verse 19. You can go down to that. He says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his, in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. So the first way that, we can re- that, that God's message can be received, he says it, it can be received with a hard heart. Right? He tells this idea of like, hey, here's a seed, and it falls on this like path that really has like no soil. Right? Like if I had a seed in me and I like threw it on the ground, like it's not just going to like sink into this like ground. It's just going to like bounce right off. Like, it's not going to take root. It's just going to come right up. And he says, like, when, when, when God's message is received with a hard heart, it, it's when we, we don't really hear God's word, right? We're just, like, we can just listen to it. There's a big difference between, like, yeah, I, I, heard, I heard that, or, like, no, I, I, like, really listened to what you said. Like, have you guys ever, like, tried to multitask and, like, you're, like, having a conversation with a friend, but then you're, like, texting, and you're, like, uh-huh, yeah, 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 I got you. yeah, yeah. And if they would be like, yeah, did you actually hear what you said? You're like, yeah, I heard you. I know what you're saying. Eric and I do that all the time. Like, literally, one of us will, like, ask a question. You know, I'm like, hey, like, so what do you think, like, we should eat this week? Like, what, what kind of groceries we should get? Like, I'm thinking about this. Like, what do you think? She's like, she gives me this, like, long stare. She's like, yeah. I'm like, that wasn't a yes or no question. I was like, what do you think? I was like, you didn't hear what I said, did, did you? She's like, no, I really did. And like we both do the same thing. We have this like long stare and I'm like, you didn't really hear what I said. She's like, no, you know. And so what, what, what Jesus is saying is like, man, we can like actually like be around God's word. Like you can come to church. You can hear this being preached, right? You can go to your group. You can hear what they're talking about. But you can do that in a way where it just like bounces right off of you. Right, because you can like leave here. You can hear this. You can leave here, and it's like it never happened. It just like bounces right off of you. And Jesus is saying, man, for this seed to really like flourish and grow into something that that brings transformation, like it actually has to be heard. It actually has to be just has to be taken in. If if you're just around it, that that won't bring about any any change. The second way that Jesus warns. And the second way that Jesus talks about how his message can be heard is, he says, his message can be heard with a superficial heart. So go, go down to verse 5. And he, here's what he says um, about that. He says, other seeds fell on rocky ground where they, did, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. Since they had no root, they withered away. And so this, this second seed that Jesus talks about, his message goes out and says, it, it falls on this like rocky ground. But this one's a little bit different, right? Because it seems to be like there's like some soil on top 
And so it, it, it lands on there, and it kind of begins to grow. But soon after that, right, the sun comes up, and it just gets, like, scorched, and it, like, withers away. Like, it, it really didn't have much of a root. So as soon as it, things got hard that weren't perfectly, uh, that wasn't a perfect environment for it to grow, it just dies off. And Jesus is saying his message can actually could also be heard with, with a superficial heart. You know, and, and this would be a heart that it's like received really quickly, but it's only received for a really short time. Because if you think of the Christian message, right, Jesus is saying, man, like, in me, you can have forgiveness of sin. In me, hey, here's this like unending, like unstoppable love. Like in me, you can experience this like incredible Christian community where it's not about what you do, but it's about being love for who you are, for how God made you. Like, that's a pretty awesome message, right? So he's saying, man, this is a message that's, it's attractive, right? It draws in, like, and it's meant to do that. But he says, if, if you just receive that message, but when things get hard, when that heat comes, he says, it can be received in a way that your heart can't take it, right? That when things get hard because of your identity with Jesus, whether it's the change in your friendships, whether it's when God calls you to give up things that, man, are really hard to give up, like, when it's asked for your whole life, right? Not just a part of it, not just like, yeah, just come on Thursday nights, and like, it, it actually may be kind of cool if you come on Sunday too, but when it said, Jesus says, no, like, I want all of you. Like, that's, that's, that's what the call to follow me means. Man, if we receive God's message with, with a superficial heart, we're gonna say, man, what, what use is following Jesus if I just can't have the things that I want? Like, what's the point of following Jesus if, like, I have to give all these things up? Like, what's the gain behind that? Because the truth is, like, guys, if you, you, like, look around, right, like, we started this off in September with the kickoff. It was awesome, right? It was a blast. There was a lot more people in here back then than there are today. Like, that's a fact, right? And it was something really exciting and awesome and, like, cool about that. But as the weeks went on, and this message, the call of this message gets like clearer and clearer, you begin to see less people, right? Maybe there's people that literally like came with you and like they don't come anymore. And because at first, like it might have been something that was received, right, with a superficial heart where it's like, yeah, this is actually really cool, this is awesome, but it's soon, as it actually like pushes against what people really worship, like as soon as, against, as soon as it pushes against what people like really want, right, it's, it's scorched and it dies off. It didn't have like the root in the, in the right soil. Man, and, like a superficial heart, when it hears God's message, it, it doesn't really want a savior. It just wants a blesser, right? It wants a Jesus that says like, yeah, tell me what you want. Like, I'll just give you that. That's not who Jesus is, right? A superficial heart, hear God's message and essentially wants like a sugar daddy, somebody who just like, yeah, just give me whatever I want. That's not who Jesus is. Like, he's a king, right? It, it, it wants help for one, a superficial heart wants help for one's life, but it doesn't want actual transformation. It's like, it's cool if you clean, clean this up right here. Like, I, I'd love for this to kind of be better. But you can't get Jesus to come and fit into your kingdom and your agenda, that's not how his message is meant to be received. If it's received like that, it's not going to take root, and it's not really going to change anything. Because being, being part of God's kingdom is it's not this, just this like, momentary 
profession, but it's, it's like a lifetime possession of faith. Like, you can't believe in Jesus in the way, like, you believe in Abraham Lincoln, right? Like, it's not just like, a, oh, yeah, I know who he is. Like, he's up there in Bascom Hill. It's like, no, it's not really him, right? So it's, that's, that's not how you can believe in Jesus. It's, it doesn't matter, like, if you just know who he is and what he did. Like, believing in Jesus means actually, like, following him. Like, a lack of following in Jesus means, like, a lack of actual real belief in Jesus. The third way that Jesus um, says his message can be received is with a divided heart. And let's go down to verse 7. Here's what he says. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Pretty to the point, right? These are seeds, right? It plants it, and it seems like there's some soil there because it's actually growing. Like, there's actual soil where this seed, this message can, like, grow up and actually flourish. But there happens to be, there happens to be like, thorns around that begin to, to choke it out as it's growing. And Jesus says that his message can be heard with a divided heart. It, it's growing, but it begins to compete. There's other things in that life that begin to compete with it, right? And, and it starts losing. Like, he says that the, the worries of the age later on and the deceitfulness of riches, he says, man, it could choke out his message. It can distort his message. It can confuse his message. And, and it's sneaky. Here's the thing about thorns. I don't know a lot about a horticulture. I don't even know that's the right category for this, right? But it, like, it's this idea of, like, it's not this, like, instant thing that happens and just, like, dies, but he says, like, oh, it, as it grows, there's just, like, thorns that are, like, growing around it and eventually just, like, choke it out. And I don't know, has anyone here, uh, that's not a good question to ask, if, if you've ever been choked out, right? <laughs> not, not that I know, just I heard this from a friend, but it's very different than being like knocked out, right? If you're ever knocked out, not that I know, heard this from a friend, but it's this like instant thing that happens. It's just like, boom, like you're out and that's it, right? But if you've ever been choked out, right, it, it, it's this thing that like slowly happens, you know, my friend told me that, like, you know, someone comes around you, they, like, put you in this hole, and you're like, oh, like, this is all right. Like, I can probably, like, break out of this, or, like, if I just, like, control my breathing, or, like, you know, if I just, like, wiggle, and, like, you think you got it, and then you just, like, wake up, and you're like, dude, what happened? You know, you're like, yeah, man, we choked you out. <laughs> so, side note, when I was in middle school, hopefully this is, <laughs> I'm just going to go into it. I'm just, it's just time. Like, you know, I know what I'm talking about. When I was in middle school, there was this, like, weird thing. Don't make it a thing on TikTok when you leave here. But there's this weird thing where, like, me and my friends and the group that I was with, like, we would, like, choke each other out. It was this thing, like, super cool. Like, you grab someone, like, all right, dude, just, like, relax. I'm going to choke you out. And you, like, pass out, you know, and people wake you up. You're like, you're like what happened? And you're like, dude, we choked you out, you know. So, anyways, it was this weird thing we did. It has nothing to do with the story. I don't know why I just told that. But it's a thing that people did, and I learned that. When you get choked out, it's this like slow thing that happens that eventually takes you out. <laughs> what Jesus is trying to say here, right, is, <laughs> is that the worries of the world literally do that to you guys. Like, it's, most of them are like super sneaky because a lot of things are like good. Like, you want to do really good in school? Like, that's awesome. Like, you should do that. Like, you want to get a really good job? Like, that's awesome. You want to do that? You want to like find someone who loves you and like loves Jesus? Like, that's great. Like, that's a really good thing. But what these things tend to do is, like, a lot of these things don't want to be second in your life. Like, they want to be first in your life. They want to be your life, 
right? And then what they begin to do is like, they, they, they usually maybe start at like a good place where you know that, hey, Jesus is the number one thing, but then they want to compete with that. And what they begin to do is, man, they begin to do that thing that thorns do, right? They begin to like sneak up in your life and want to choke out like the fruitfulness of your life. They want to choke out what your life is about. They're not okay with being just a part of your life. They want to be your life. They want to be the main thing in your life. Man, and as I was like reading and thinking of this, um, Sam and I were like talking about this message, like, man, just like a, a warning to all of you guys and things that we've like seen just being part of like college ministry for a while is that we see so many people come to college, go all in on Jesus. He transforms your life and you put your flag on the ground. And you're like, man, this is it. Like I'm living my life for this. And, and you're blessed with this like awesome community of people around you who are like loving you, who are like fighting with you, who are, who are pushing you to love Jesus. And then there's a time where you're going to like leave this. There's a time where you're not going to be like a, like a South Madison student anymore or you're not going to be part of this ministry, but you're going to graduate and you're going to get a job. And what we've seen for so, so long and so many times is as people begin to like step out of this really awesome place that God brought them into, you begin to see these thorns just like begin to grow in their lives, right? As they no longer just have this like free schedule and you're just, you're working from early in the morning to late at night, it, you're tired, and you begin to kind of like loosen up on your commitment to God. And you begin to loosen up on your commitment to Jesus. And sooner than later, you begin to let go of these convictions and, and these visions that you had for your life when you were in college. And we just see people that maybe they still go to church on Sunday and they check that box off. But man, who they were and the, and the way that God was calling them to live in their life has just been lost. It's been choked out. And it's a really sad thing to see. Because I, I took, I went on three summer trips. And on each one, I just, I literally saw that happen from a summer to a semester. Seeing people's lives want to be transformed by God. And God giving them this vision of like, dude, there's something so much better you can live your life for. Like you can live this like fruitful and awesome life. And you get a taste of it and it feels so good. But then you get back and you have school. And you have your image you want to keep up. You have all these things that just want to choke it out. And, man, like a heartfelt warning, like, to all of you, wherever you are, man, is don't let those things sneak up on you. Like, look at your life. Like, what consumes your thoughts? What consumes your fears, your anxiousness, your worries? They're trying to choke out, like, the life that God is calling you to live. And, and so if we aren't to hear, if we're not to receive God's message with a heart heart, if we're not to receive God's message with a superficial heart, if we're not to receive God's message with a divided heart, like, how are we to receive God's message? And, and Jesus gives us this example of, 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 a, of a heart that's surrendered, right? And, and here's what he says in verse 8 and then in verse 23. In verse 8, he says, Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And then you can go down to verse 23. And he says, it, and as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, another 60, and another 30. He says that there's a soil that receives the seed and it nurtures it and it actually just allows it to grow, right? The problem with the, with the other soils is it, it's, it's not allowing the seed to do what it's meant to do. The first one gives it no soil. 
It just bounces right off, right? The second one just gives it a tiny bit, but th- that's not what it needs. It, need- it needs all of it, right? And the third one just gives it competition and allows it to be choked out. But this soil, it, it just allows the seed to do what it's meant to do. Jesus is saying this is someone who, who hears his word and understands what Jesus is saying. Not, not what they want Jesus to say, but they just understand what Jesus himself is saying. And they understand that the call to follow Jesus means to give all, not just a part, but all. And it does his will, right? It doesn't seek to fit Jesus into, into our life, into our box, into, into the, the space that we have open for him, but says, no, how do, how do I surrender my life, Jesus, to, to what you want? And guys, in, in hearing and receiving God's message like this, like that will change everything. And it's not instantaneous, right? Like you don't hear God's message and you're like, yeah, like this is everything. And you wake up the next morning and you're like, everything has changed in my life and I'm so different. Like literally when I became a Christian, that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be this like supernatural thing where like I wake up the next morning and like all my desires are good. I'm like not afraid of anything. And that's just, that's not what happened for me, right? Because Jesus said his message is like a seed. And when you put a seed on the ground, it doesn't become a tree the next day, right? It, it, it takes time, but, but it's growing. Even when you might feel like it's not growing, it is. If you allow the seed to do what it's meant to do, it will. And if, if your life is, is, is this like open ground, this, this soil for God to do whatever he wants, can you imagine what he could do through your life? Like, I love that thing at the end when Jesus says, like, some of it bears 100, 60, 30. Like, a seed is meant to reproduce. That's, like, literally in its purpose. Like, a tree is meant to actually create more trees. See, Jesus wants to transform your life. Like, he wants you to hear his message. He doesn't want you to tune it out because, like, yeah, I've, I've heard this before. Like, he doesn't want you to just, like, get excited about it here and walk out and forget about it. Like, he, want, he doesn't want you to, to allow the things in your life right now to choke it out. He wants you to just take this and allow the seed to do what it's meant to do. Because what if he not only wants to change your life and transform it, but what if he wants to use your life to create this forest to transform the world? And a lot of us think, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's for someone else. Like, I don't know, that's like my thing. Like, what if everyone thought that way? Right? But the history of Christianity, I said this on Sunday, the history of Christianity is that most of the gospel has been spread by people whose names we'll never know. People who understood that, man, I'm, I'm a seed and God is growing me into this like really cool, awesome tree and like the most natural thing for me to do is to actually create more trees. That's why I have all these things in my life. It's meant to bear fruit. That's in its purpose. But the question is, like, are you willing to do that? Like, are you willing to hear God's word? When you come here, when you go to your connection group, like, are you willing to hear that and, and to hear it with a, with a heart that just is surrendered to what he wants, not what you want? Or are you just, have you just been around Jesus, but he hasn't really ever, like, changed anything in your life? Like, you've, you've heard all these things. You've probably heard this message before. 
but he hasn't really like changed anything in your life? Or did it, did it at one time like click for you and you're like, yeah, this is it, like I'm doing this and I don't know, maybe you're like you've lost your way and you've, things got hard and you're like, I don't know if this is worth it. Or do you just feel like overwhelmed by life? Like life is hard. There's, I'm, there's no lying, like arguing about that. Like life is tough and, and it will be. Like that doesn't change. I'm a little bit older than you guys and it's like, yeah, it's still hard. <laughs> You know, like every point in life, we always think like the next stage is going to be the good one, right? Like you're a kid and you're like, man, I just can't wait to do whatever I want. And you're like, I actually don't want to do whatever I want. I have all these responsibilities. Can I go back? Like everything always seems like better next. The truth is like, guys, we, we live in a life of this broken world that things are hard. And the only thing that can bring true peace and true flourishing in a hard life is this message right here. This idea that no matter how good or hard your life is, it could actually be used to transform this world. Like a seed can be used to transform like an entire field. And I think God wants to do that in y'all's lives. I really do. And he like wants to start today. He wants to start in your life. He wants to start with the people around you. He wants to start in, in the UW campus. And he wants to continue that throughout the world. But our question is like, like are you willing and that's what it takes. Look at the people who follow Jesus. Like, they weren't these, like, super special, like, geniuses. Like, they're just the people that said, yeah, like, I'll do it. I'll follow you. That, that's what Jesus required. People would say, yeah, like, I'll do it. Your will, not mine. Like, let's do this. Let's pray. God, thank you for inviting us to be part of this world and life that you are seeking to transform. God, though your message is like a small seed, you're going to grow it in our lives and, and in the whole world to man, this incredible forest. God, if, if anyone in here just man, doesn't know if they're cut for this or is afraid or man, has just forgotten how great you are, I pray that they would just remember. It's not about us. God, it, this, all the power is in the seed. It's in your message. And you just ask us to receive it. You just ask us to, to hear it with a surrendered heart. And I pray that we would do that tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.